So we're continuing on from Ayah uh, 87 from Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still directing the speech towards Bani Israel. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَقَفَّيْنَا مِنْ بَعْدِهِ بِالرُّسُلِ That we have given Musa, alayhi salam, the book, the Torah. And we followed him with the prophets that came after the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that came after Musa alayhi salam ruled with a Torah, with the injunctions, with the rulings of a Torah. Until Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salam, he came and they started to rule with Al-Injil, or that was what was supposed to happen, but they disbelieved in Isa ibn Maryam. وَأَتَيْنَا عِيسَ ibn Maryam الْبَيِّنَاتِ وَأَيَّدْنَاهُ بِرُوحِ القدس. That we have given Isa ibn Maryam al-Bayyinat, Al-Injil, we've given him the, the gospel. And we have supported him Biruhil Qudus. We supported him with uh, here it's like saying the sacred soul. What does that mean? The Mufassirun have a difference of opinion. Some of the Mufassirun they say Ruhil Qudus is referring to the strength of Iman. That the, the he was supported with the strength of Iman and a vigilance and a power that was given to him. And he had certain signs that came with him, right? He would heal the sick, he would bring people from, from the dead, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Imran. But the other opinion, وَأَيَّدْنَاهُ بِرُوحِ الْقُدُسِ is uh, Jibreel alayhi salam, where he's mentioned as a ruh, تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ on Laylatul Qadr, that the angels, they descend and a ruh. And one of the names of Jibreel alayhi salam is a ruh. And so he was supported by Jibreel alayhi salam, just like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Prophet was supported by Jibreel and Musa was supported by Jibreel. Jibreel was in charge of what, what was his uh, main duty after being the chief of the angels. What is his main duty? Revelation. Hmm? Revelation, right? He's in charge of revelation. And so he supported Isa and he supported Musa and he supported the Prophet. أَفَكُلَّمَا جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ بِمَا لَا تَهْوَىٰ أَنفُسُكُمْ اسْتَكْبَرْتُمْ فَفَرِيقًا كَذَّبْتُمْ وَفَرِيقًا تَقْتُلُونَ That you've been given prophet after prophet. And when you don't like the prophet, and you will mention an example of, of a king or a prophet, Bani Israel had a policy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would dictate their kings, and he would dictate who their prophets were. When they didn't like a king, like for example, Talut, they didn't like him. Right? They didn't like uh, you know, who he was or where he came from. He wasn't rich. He wasn't from the noblemen or whatever it may be. Whatever reasoning, reasoning they had. They didn't like their kings or they didn't like their prophets that didn't suit their hawa, their nafs, what they wanted. Some of them, they disbelieved in them, like Isa ibn Maryam. And some of them, they killed from their prophets. And they attempted to kill Isa ibn Maryam, but they were not successful. So some of them, they disbelieved in them and some of them, they killed. وَقَالُوا قُلُوبُنَا غُلْفِ When it's said, you know, look at your track record, this is what you're doing over and over again, what is their response? We have a seal on our hearts. 
who are they throwing the blame on? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're made this way, right? It's out of our hands. This is who we are, right? Don't judge me. <laughs> and so they said, We have a seal on our hearts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cursed them because of their disbelief. Their actions are what prompted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger upon them. And little of them you'll find that they will believe. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a book to them that is affirming what they already have. At-Tawrah gave a bishara, it gave a glad tiding of the Prophet sallallahu coming, right? And they know this in Al-Injil and they know this in At-Tawrah. They know that he was going to come, where he's going to come and how he, and, and, and you know, the signs that he'll bring with him. And he brought with him a revelation that affirms what's in their hands. This is the Quran. Before that, they used to conquer those who disbelieved. They used to conquer idol worshippers. They used to conquer people who were non-believers. When the thing that they know came to them, they disbelieved in it. They didn't believe in the Prophet ﷺ, even though they knew, they knew that it was a time of a Prophet. They knew that Prophethood was going to be sealed with a person ﷺ, who would come and be uh, 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 greater than the Prophets before. They knew all of the signs of his Nubu'a ﷺ. The curse of Allah ﷻ is on those who disbelieve. Uh, Bits is like saying, you know, you're saying uh, how vile it is or how, you know, how, you know, foolish they are for what they have purchased of this dunya for the akhirah. بِئْسَ مَشْتَرَوْ بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ أَنْ يَكْفُرُوا بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ بَغْيًا أَنْ يُنَزِّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ عَلَى مَا يَشَاءُ مِنْ They didn't like بَغْيًا here. They were jealous that this person, this Nabi, alayhi salatu wasalam, came from the lineage of Ismail and didn't come from the lineage of Ishaq. And so out of spite, they disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so how wretched they are that they chose not believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the, the prophethood, the nubuwa, and the kitab, the Qur'an that was revealed wasn't according to what they wanted. It came in accordance to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destined. Uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sends it to whomever He wills from His servants. And al-ibad, um, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to al-ibad, it's a praiseworthy thing. Subhanalladhi asra bi'abidihi, right? And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a abd, a servant, it means out of tashrif, He's ennobling the person. They deserved anger upon anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And for those who disbelieve, is a humiliating punishment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And when it's told to them, believe in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. They said, we'll only believe with what was revealed to us. And they'll leave whatever else besides that book. Meaning we take only the Torah and nothing else. Even though the Torah itself is a revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, exactly as the Qur'an is a revelation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, exactly as Al-Injil and the Suhuf of Ibrahim and, the, and, and, and what Dawood had. These are all revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala equally. And so by necessity, if you believe in a Torah, you have to believe in the other revelation. Otherwise, how are you a believer? Right? Those who 
Some people they say we want we take one prophet over another. We don't believe in this prophet, we'll believe in that prophet. Uh, we'll believe in, in this book and we won't believe in that book. They're separating in the deen, they're taking it based off of how they like. These are truly disbelievers in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ آمِنُوا بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ قَالُوا نُؤْمِنُوا بِمَا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا وَيَكْفُرُونَ بِمَا وَرَاءَهُ They disbelieve in anything other than a Torah according to their claim. وَهُوَ الْحَقُّ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا مَعَهُمْ And this is the truth that is affirmed with what they have in their hands. A Torah is affirming the Qur'an, the Qur'an affirms a Torah. قُلْ فَلِمَ تَقْتُلُونَ أَنْبِيَاءَ اللَّهِ مِنْ قَبْلُ إِن كُنْتُمْ kill the, the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you were truly believers. How can this be an action that you commit? Musa himself, the one السلام, that came with a Torah that you're claiming that you believe in. He brought the Torah and he came to you with all the signs. And you then disbelieved and you, you, you took uh, the belief of the calf, right? The story of the calf, we'll talk about it when we reach Taha in more detail um, and Al-Araf. But it's mentioned in detail the story where they started to take the golden calf as a, as a god. You had all the signs. You had a Torah. You had Musa salam right there with uh, you know all sorts of things, all sorts of miracles happening before you, and you still disbelieved. And so don't use the Torah belief only in a Torah as a hujjah, as 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 a rule, that, as a principle that you're going to entertain when you disbelieved in that as well. And so Allah subhanahu wa taala is showing their inconsistencies. We've taken your oaths and we've lifted الطور, the mountain above you. Take what was given to you with strength and listen, obey. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive your sins and obey. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an injunction, a command, you say we hear and we obey. But what did they say? They said we hear you and we dis- we di- we're-, we're not going to obey what you have to say. وَأُشْرِبُوا فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الْعِجْلَ بِكُفْرِهِمْ Their hearts were flooded in the disbelief after they, after they worshipped the calf. Their hearts were flooded with disbelief and a distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to pause here for a second and direct it more towards the believers, the Muslims. That when we take something as a sin in our lives and we make a mistake over and over again, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and forgive us. Don't let that thing flood your heart and distance you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They made a mistake. They made a mistake in worshipping the calf. They were deceived by a samiri. They made the mistake of worshipping that calf. But what was worse than doing what they did was when it flooded their hearts and they distanced themselves from their creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so when you have something, a mistake, that's one thing. But what follows that mistake is worse if it floods your heart and pushes you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, the believers, when right? that when something, a, a, an inspiration of shaitan deceives them, they return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they return quickly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't flood their hearts. And that's what we seek Allah, seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness and we try to uh, embody that. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from following the, the mistakes of the nation's past. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you're saying you're believing, right? You say that you believe in a Torah, and that's the only thing you're going to believe in. Even a Torah, you didn't apply it. You say Musa, and even Musa, you disbelieved. You had the, the mountain before you. You had all sorts of signs, and you still believed in the calf. That's what you call Iman. Wretched is that name that you call Iman. 
Wretched is what that iman is calling you for. You're, it's, it's not iman, obviously. It's, it's, that's what they call it. But it's not true belief if that's what, if that's what your belief is calling you to. In kuntum mu'minin, if you were truly believers. They said that for us is the, is the, is the next life, right? And al-Jannah is promised only to those who were uh, Jews or Christians, according to their claim. And so they said, and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responding, if al-Dar al-Akhirah, the next life, was promised for you uh, exceptionally, you know, in, in, in exception from others, that other people are not given al-Jannah except you, then ask for death. Ask for it if it's something that is promised assuredly and you know 100% for it. And this is a challenge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, commanding the Prophet ﷺ to challenge them in this in this regard. If you were truly promised Jannah, regardless, and you're only going to spend a few days in Jahannam, then ask for death right now. Why not? What's stopping you? Why are you so uh, stingy over life? Why do you try to live as much as possible to the point where you embody cowardly behavior? You love life so much that you become cowardly in, in the face of adversity. You love life so much that you do anything to survive longer. If you truly were promised paradise, logically speaking, and there is nothing to stop you from paradise, and it was promised to you, then death is just a barrier for you to reach that. Why are you so scared? And so it's a challenge for them. Ask for death if you were truthful. Um, if, if truly paradise were promised to you. And they know this. They know within their books that, uh, the, that what the Prophet ﷺ came with is the truth. They'll never ask for death because of what their hands have brought forth, because of what their actions, they know what's coming. And they, they still, um, one of the biggest examples of Christians, two kings that are very different in their approach during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, Heracles and Najashi. And Najashi believed, and Najashi accepted Islam. And Heracles believed and then turned away from it. Why? Because he chose this life over the next. He wanted to keep his power. And so there's a very big difference between people who are sincere and not afraid. And Najashi, by the way, during the, when, uh, during his, his, uh, the second hijrah, when they left uh, Al-Habash and they came back to Medina, there was an uprising. Right? Within, the, within the Ethiopians, they wanted to kick out the believers. And he stood with them. And he stood with them. And then you know, he told them, Ana ala hada, right? He said, I'm, I'm on this. He had a page of the Mus'haf in his heart, in his, in his, uh, in his clothing. And so you know, he played a political thing to try and calm everyone down. But at the same time, he was affirming that he was a believer. That's true belief. Versus somebody who chose the dunya, he chose his rule, and he started to tell his priests and his pastors that were next to him and his advisors, you're on the truth, you're on the truth. Even though he knew that Islam and the, the deen of the Prophet and the nubu'ah of the Prophet was the truth, he stood against it for what? For the dunya. And so look at the difference between these two individuals. That's my daughter. <laughs> um... You'll find these people, Bani Israel, and the disbelievers, the, the people of Quraysh, they're so protective over living longer. They want to live as long as possible. He wants to live a thousand years. And even if he was given these thousand years, 
<laughs> even if he was given these thousand years, it wouldn't push him away from Jahannam any further because of his deeds. You can live as long as you want. You can try and escape the fate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for you based off your actions as long as you want. You're not going to escape it. It's always going to catch up to you. The only thing, the only way you can escape it is by running to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ Right? Run to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala away from his, his adab to his mercy. وَاللَّهُ بَصِيرٌ بِمَا يَعْمَلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees everything that they do. We'll end with these last two ayat, but it comes with a story where the Israelites came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, you know, one of the reasons why we can't believe with you is that your, your ally from the angels is Jibreel. And by the way, Jibreel has six different uh, pronunciations. Jibreel, Jibra'il, Jibreen. Uh, there's different ways that it's pronounced. And so there's six ways that Jibreel is pronounced. And Mikal is one way that it's pronounced. It's also Mikail, right? In a different Qira'ah, you, re you recite it as Mikail. Um, in English, it's Michael and, and Gabriel. These are angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and mighty angels uh, at that. And so they came and they said, our ally is Mikal. Your ally is Jibreel. We can't believe in you because we're, Jibreel is our enemy. Right? So they, made, they separated not just between the prophets, not just between the books, also from the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ta'ala Allahu amma yushrikun. قُلْ مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًا لِجِبْرِيلًا فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَهُدًا وَبُشْرَىٰ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Say if Jibreel is your enemy, then he is the one who revealed the book. And it came as an affirmation to that which was before it. And it comes with guidance and glad tidings to the believers. Meaning it's all coming with goodness. And it's coming with uh, uh, um, a sense of inspiration for those who have iman. How can you make something like that your enemy? How can you make a person like that your enemy? مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًا لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَجِبْرِيلَ وَمِيكَالِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Whoever makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his enemy, whoever takes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as an enemy, whoever takes his angels as an enemy, whoever takes his prophets as an enemy, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jibreel and Mikal, both of them as well, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specified them after generalizing, to prove the point of the story, the story had to do with Umar bin Khattab. Um, whoever takes any of these as an enemy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an enemy to those who disbelieve. Meaning that you can't separate between Allah, His angels, His prophets, His revelation, because they're all one thing. As far as, you know, the angels, they, they enact the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So if you're disbelieving in the angels and taking them as an enemy, who, who are they acting based off of? They're acting based off of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so who are you making your enemy? Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> the, the revelations, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at-Tawrah wal-Injil wal-Quran, all are the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You disbelieve in one of them, you're disbelieving in Allah, right? The prophets, who revealed to the prophets? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are they sent by anyone else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You make one of them your enemy, you're making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your enemy. And so by necessity, you're creating an adversary that you, know, you, you really don't want to have as an adversary. And there is a hadith of the Prophet uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, quoting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, Bani Adam, he insults me. He curses time and I am time. Right? What does it mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's time? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala time? 
Time is a creation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not time. But what does this mean? That the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is carried in a vessel. And that vessel is time, right? Time and place. The command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is carried in time. And so if you're cursing time for the circumstances that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fated for people, it's the destiny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote for people, who are you cursing? By necessity, you're cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so these concepts, the angels, the revelation, um, you know, the, the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's outside of our control, when we curse it, you're cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you make it an enemy, you're making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your enemy. And so as believers, we don't separate between these things. We take them as one package. We believe in all of them, and we can't separate between any of them. Because if we do separate, then what we're doing is we're promoting our hawa, our uh, desires over that which is the truth. And that is disbelief at its core. What difference is it for a person to say that I'm going to believe in one prophet versus another or I'm going to worship an idol alongside God? What's the difference in that? All of it is disbelief. And so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from that and to root our hearts stronger in faith and belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ayahs that uh, we, we, uh, we read were from uh, 87 to 98. Right? Yes, 87 to 98. And I highly recommend that you follow along with a translation or a mushaf of your own so you can take notes as well, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Any questions?